The content of this podcast episode comes with a warning. Please note, this podcast episode may touch upon the subject matter of suicide, as is discussed in the book The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. If you or someone you know is currently considering suicide or is in a crisis, please contact 1-844-437-3247. Sometimes reading the book isn't enough. We want to be immersed in an idea or feeling. That's why at Book Interrupted, we've made a playlist for each book cycle. Visit www dot bookinterrupted.com to find playlists for each book cycle and member or check out our YouTube channel. What's on your playlist? Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. I love a Riddler. Well, not on me. I like to watch someone else be Riddler. Yeah. I was so mad at the librarian. Like, let her go. This poor soul is suffering. You monster. Yeah, I'm a hard lesson person. Yeah. Are you saying we need to be thankful for our adverse experiences? I guess my midnight library would probably be a wine cellar. <laughs> and then she does something and he puts up the movie Betrayed. And she's like, oh no, Vincent. Like, that's always a bucket list of mine is to... Cool. Go to the Olympics. So that would have been cool to actually be in the Olympics, you know, to see how far he could have taken it. But Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from May 30th to July 10th. It's our fan Virginia's book pick and we're reading Midnight Library by Matt Haig. A dazzling novel about regrets and all the choices that go into a life well lived. Would you have done anything different if you had a chance to undo your regrets? Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Hey, I want to get all of your perspective on the librarian, Mrs. M. So what did you think about her? The what do you think bitch. her role was? <laughs> <laughs> Says the Reaper. Says the Reaper, let yeah. her die. Let Leo die. thinks she should just let her die already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. She was too nice. She kept her around for too long. <laughs> I thought the end was interesting, right? How she found her in the nursing home and what you know, she was saying about her own life. You know, she didn't live her life to the best that she thought she could. So what's your perspective on her? I liked her. Yeah. I don't have anything really too deep to say about it. And I just liked her as the main person she kept going back to. I liked that she was Mm -hmm. the nurturing figure from the very first time she remembers feeling, I guess, chaos and out of control because her father died and that's who comforted her. Mm -hmm. But I liked that character. I did not experience the feelings that Leah experienced for her I liked her I like that she was kind of like Jedi mastery or whatever you know what I mean like wouldn't give the direct answer but would answer questions with questions and whatever like oh that kind God, of that's so annoying yeah oh like, I loved oh, it I, liked I loved her too 
I was like, I okay, like Riddler. <laughs> yeah, this totally. It's actually physically painful for me. <laughs> I love a Riddler. Well, not on me. I like to watch someone else be Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to have the answers given to me as well. That kind of Riddler. <laughs> it was like she was a life death coach, right? Yeah, like, totally. That's give you the answers. I'm going to help you walk down that journey. Right. <laughs> Why don't you read this book? I think she was a nice commentary on the importance of kindness and the impact of kindness in life. So it was nice that the person that was her librarian was this symbol of kindness to her. And so you wonder about other people going to the library and who their face of the library or the video store, whatever is, was kind of like a nice and subtle lesson about how a small kindness can make a huge impact in someone's life. Yeah, totally. Um, when we are finished talking about how we felt about the librarian, I would like to see if we can guess what our libraries would be. Cause you know, like, it could be a video store. It could be a whatever. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I love the librarian as well. Again, like to the previous points, would I appreciate it for myself? Oh, I would effing lose it. I'd just be like, just tell me. <laughs> but to read about her being like the Riddler, that was great. And Meredith, to your point, I agree. I feel like the librarian represented a symbol in some ways of the kindness and compassion but I also feel she was a huge signifier of part of the medicine that perhaps Nora needed which was social health and self-kindness yes that was on the decline for Nora and may have contributed towards her decisions around choosing to end her life the little bits that we did get prior to the main character deciding to take her life, we were getting glimpses of how there was a a social deficit in some ways. And so I liked how the librarian kind of signified that Nora could start to feel better and perhaps have a life that isn't filled with so many regrets if she also starts to include more close individuals who she can really connect with, who are compassionate, who actually demonstrate that they want to understand her well there's like a weird chicken or egg thing too because like when you're talking about the librarian in that way I think about the person that she ended up with the guy that originally told her that her cat was dead yeah right like that's another example of kindness did Nora not feel like she deserved that and therefore she didn't pursue those kinds of relationships or I don't know and then it, that's kind of another symbolic you know once she got the shift then she pursued what was actually going to be good for her I don't know I don't know if I like that phrase I just said but you know what I mean right yeah. I would love to know if the author did this much research about depression and about all of these things to me it felt like maybe he didn't but maybe he did and that would be great I feel like we're going into more depth about her backstory than I felt like came through in the actual book that's why yeah, I make that fiction sure. non-fiction distinction yeah. because I feel like he was just writing a fiction his point was kind of about perspective and the regret you know like I, I like our discussion I think we sound really great but I don't <laughs> think that he was just writing an interesting He's fiction done. we're so clever <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, exactly. But I think that's one of the reasons that he specified in the book situational depression. To me, that seemed like an obvious choice to try to not get into the nitty gritty of mental health as much. Well, he could get canceled, right? 
you're victim blaming. Uh, like, well, the like, doctor says it's situational, right? And and so I think that was a conscious choice to make the book less about mental health and more about perspective, although they're intertwined. Sarah, do you like the library? Oh, me? Oh, I like yeah, the librarian. Yeah, the librarian. <laughs> I felt that I would react like Nora did. I think she was the perfect person for Nora because when she sent her back and her cat died anyway, I feel I would have reacted that way. Like, why did you send me back and she died anyway? And she's like, well, <laughs> totally. no, you know. And I'd be like, hey, you, but thank you. Next slide. <laughs> oh. Right? I like that. I like those kind of lessons, but I'm the type of person that needs that kind of lesson, like a big slap in the face, being like, oh. The hard lesson. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hard lesson person. So I don't, I'm like happily going through my life until I get hit over. And then I'm like, oh. I've been actively avoiding that lesson for years. So that's it takes a couple of goes. <laughs> Not now, please. I don't want to learn that lesson. Can I just be blissfully unaware? I changed my mind. <laughs> Sarah, you have, you learn big lessons. When things happen, they are huge. And then you learn them. It's so like the I... ultimate conflict avoid, right? Like it's an inner yeah. conflict. And she's like, I'm not doing this with myself. Yeah. I'm not going to learn that. And the universe is like, yes, yeah. you so are. I... <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I like the librarian because I could relate. Like those are the kind of lessons I need. Like, oh, I have an interesting idea. What if the librarian is supposed to be a piece of her personality, right? Like now that the library- Oh, I believe is, she is, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's the part of her personality she was meant to develop because that's the voice inside of her that was too quiet that led her mm -hmm. to the situational depression having such a dramatic effect on her. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I would say the majority of the book is an exploration of the different aspects of Nora. Yes. I solved it. We sound so smart. Oh, I didn't see it that way at all. No. I don't know. No, I didn't take it that way at all. I well, felt like you didn't even finish the book, Leah. Well, I'm not done yet. <laughs> she will. But now I know what happened. Right at the end, you'll see. It is. Okay, but I the whole time just like this fucking bitch is holding her in what I thought was like a purgatory. <laughs> totally. The mm. only thing poor Nora could do to get some control in her life was take her own life, which is terrible and brave in the same thing. And she then ends up in this purgatory and she can't even do that right. I was so mad at the librarian, like, let her go. This poor soul is suffering, you monster. I was like, this is clearly a hell. I love mm. how you're li living the story through Nora at the beginning of the book. Because that's exactly how Nora feels at the beginning of the book. Like, you've got so much empathy for Nora. Yeah, and I was like, this is some kind of version of hell. Yeah, that's right. She needed to go through it. This was not a happy place, yeah. Like, I was like, let her go. But it would make sense if the librarian represented a part of her personality. Because as Nora's learning her lesson... She can't tell it to herself yet until she learns it, right? Maybe that's why the librarian's not telling her. She's like, think about this. Maybe Kim, Kim is right because in the beginning, the librarian is kind of meaner to her and Nora is mean to herself in the beginning, right? Kind of harsher to herself. But by the end, the librarian's kind of softer to her while she's learning the lesson. So maybe you're right, Kim. Maybe it's like her inner voice because she softens to herself. Like her inner voice, even though she's still learning lessons, is a little bit kinder by the end yeah and her library mm -hmm. is like i guess like her brain so like that as that destructs it takes the librarian with it but i feel like it all just destructs into her essence i have two things to say 
Leah, I'm sorry about almost shaming you for not finishing the book. I didn't mean that. Oh no, you're doing a slow reader shame. I feel bad. So I'm sorry. No, I also don't commit to it as much. As Take I all of the time you need or don't finish it at all because that's the rules here. And two, <laughs> I'm concerned about saying that suicide is brave. I don't oh, okay. know. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, I don't want it. Hmm. Uh, I just want to say that. I don't want to dissect it or anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's very... I can maybe speak to that too. I think that's fair. I Maybe we shouldn't go down this road for the sake of the trigger warning of the podcast, but I have different perspectives yeah. about it. That's all. I feel like it's... Yeah. But I think it's fair to not talk about that if if that's too intense. I think we should talk about it. I just want to express that that's my concern because I don't know if bravery is the nail on the head kind of word. I know what you're trying to say because it's a scary final, you know, thing. I'm not sure that I feel comfortable identifying it as a brave thing. I think that if you change the reasoning behind why she killed herself, you could apply bravery to it. So let's say she's been diagnosed with early Alzheimer's. This w could come down to this is a euthanasia issue. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like about thinking about, do you think depression is, do we feel that it could be a disease? And it's your life. You can fuck your life up however you want. You can put all the drugs in it. You can keep all the drugs out of it. You can kill it. You can hurt it. You can burn it. It's yours. I'm not saying that it's not a selfish act, but that's your body, you, you can be selfish with it. And I think if you're hurting, it could be brave. Why you're hurting is maybe situational. Maybe it's a, a slow, long cancer and that's the most merciful thing to do for you and your family. So I, I agree with mm -hmm. the right to die, mm -hmm. right? Like I do agree with that, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure why I feel compelled to draw a line with mm -hmm. the right to take your life if there isn't some kind of terminal, some, you know what I mean? Some predictable pain and death coming. But I mean, you could argue that depression is super painful too. So now I don't know what to say. Well, certainly the euthanasia laws have left depression out of it. So, But I, either way, I'm not sure it's brave. I think brave hmm. also just has connotation, right? Maybe like we brave tend to associate bravery with almost like heroic acts. I'm not in disagreement with Leah. I just don't think that we found, I think we're in the ballpark of the word, just maybe not brave. I think it would take a tremendous amount of courage to go through with and also not go through with deciding. Courage might be a better life. word. Mm. Courage could be the better yeah. word. Yeah. Like I'm not even saying I respect the courage of it. I just I think know. it would take a lot of flexing to be able to do it. Chutzpah. I don't know. Yeah. Like you'd really, I don't know. What I thought this book did a nice job or the author did a nice job of is showing the impact that Nora had on other people's lives and why they need her to be alive as well. You know, that kid who, where oh, she yeah. taught piano to piano. and without her impact in his life, he went down a bad road of, 
you know, crime and, and whatever, he turned out not to be a, a good kid. And then also like her brother in a certain way, he also you know, got into some addiction issues and stuff. So I thought it was a nice reminder that you don't always know the impact that you have on other people in your life or in this world. And so people need you, you know, people need you in their lives for one reason or another. So I think that that was a nice message that came through as well. Right. Yeah, I guess could be like, kind of the antithesis of someone else's regret. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. That's a very good summary. That's great. Back on the brave <laughs> Just like that. I feel like uh, what I think I know, so I could be totally wrong here. What I think I know mm. is that when someone dies by suicide, it's often because they think that they're doing everybody else a favor. I will get out of here because I'm such a whatever to everybody else. They're better off without me. Right. And so I'm going to help them out. And that's actually a, a flawed way of thinking. And then they die by suicide because their depression has taken them to that point. And mm. so that's where I don't see the bravery because it's not about something courageous. It's about, uh, I don't want to like, it's like desperate. But it's like when you say that you're ranking deaths, how you die, is it any less traumatizing if she got hit by a car? It traumatizes the same people. Well, in talking to strangers, right, we learned that when someone on a, a path towards suicide is interrupted, nine times out of 10, they don't actually complete the suicide, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, that speaks to their actual confidence in their decision to do it, right? Like it mm -hmm. sounds like it's a situational reaction to a mm -hmm. despair. And so- that's why I make that distinction. I think there's too many things. If you're going to die in a car accident, you're going to die in a car accident. If you're going to die from cancer, you're dying from cancer, right? It's not something you could change. You, many people who are dying of cancer probably would like to change that. But for the fact that they can't change that for sure. But like we're doing things to ourselves to kill ourselves all the time. It's just some like, is long and drawn out. But they're not and some is instantaneous. They're not brave. The, the, yeah, okay. The, you know what I mean? Like that's the like, right? Brave. Like I'm not, yeah, of course we're drinking, we're smoking, we're yeah. taking risks. Like, yes, all of that. But when someone dies by suicide, it's usually because they've gone so deep into a despair that they feel like this is the only way. And uh, usually it's going to help the rest of the people around them. They're going to do a favor for everyone. And that's why- I don't think we can jump to that conclusion. Well, mm -hmm. that's what the people who have not died by suicide say was their thinking at the time. I think that they would love another alternative. It's just that they don't see that there is another alternative. So even if an individual who is going they? through with this- Who are this we talking about? Who are they? People who, who are most considering suicide. I would just want to say to finalize my point is that- the reason I want to caution against calling it brave is that if someone is in that despair point of view and they are thinking of suicide and then it gets qualified as something honorable and brave, then I fear that that could be their final reason that they make the decision. Whereas mm -hmm. we might want to say something closer to Virginia's point, which is don't forget about the impact that you have on people. You're not actually doing them a favor by removing yourself from this experience right now. That's the whole whoop, with saying brave for me is like, oh, I don't want to potentially give someone the wrong idea. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. No, I, I think we all can agree that brave is the wrong word. Okay. <laughs> 
I will leave this dead horse alone then. (laughs) So the person who recommended this book to me is a, the friend of mine. Um, she's a psychotherapist. So I wish she was here that she could weigh in on, on this conversation. Yeah. What she thinks about all of that. Yeah. My gene. Yeah. My genes pick. I have some news about genes picks. Oh, Oh, what's this? The show notes for the first episode. Uh-huh. And the one that Elaine that liked all her all the movies was Vincent's picks. So the kid oh, right. is Vincent, and then she does something, and he puts up the movie Betrayed. And she's like, "Oh no, Vincent!" And, and where then Jean's picks come from. And then G and then mm-hmm. Vincent's picks goes away. She's like, "What happened to Vincent's picks?" He's like, "Vincent's not making picks anymore." <laughs> He's like, but we have a wide selection of jeans picks. Yes. <laughs> oh. So jeans picks are actually not good, right? Jean, so what she doesn't want. Vincent. They're like actually not her fit. So and then Elaine's like, Jean is crap. Oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm Jean. But she has to pick a jeans pick because Vincent's picks aren't there anymore. Or whatever. And then Vincent's that kid who's like the yeah. 15 year old <laughs> kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's anyway, so I put a I, I put a little like clip. That on uh, the show notes if you guys want to learn. Oh, wow. oh I'll tell you. That's great. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, oh, we went on about, G- but Jean's picks, it rolls off the tongue more than Vincent's picks. Like Vincent's yeah. picks is hard sticky, to say. Right? It is. Yeah. Right? I feel like you should take over the show notes. You sound like you did more oh. oh. I don't mind. It's on okay. The spot. <laughs> this interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. Okay, because I have been quite indulgent in the air quote interruptions, aka complaints, I thought I would make sure that I spent time also giving a gratitude interruption. Today, I spent my day at the beach with my family, and it was wonderful. We played dominoes, we went swimming, we threw the football around, it was beautiful weather, and I don't think I could ask for anything more. So, this interruption is brought to you by Bliss. Book interrupted. Did you guys notice in the book, did the author explain, you know how Nora will slip into the other Noras? Yeah. When she's in other lives? She slips in where does the consciousness of this Nora go in the interim? I think he says that they just forget. They don't quite realize what's happening, but they vaguely have the memories uh, when they come back. Would the consciousness temporarily slip into the ethers? Well, you're describing it as like two separate souls. Yeah, yeah. Right, but it's all Nora. Oh. So... There's not another Nora to go away, even though there is another physical Nora. It's just like a shell she can assume. Got it. It's not a one replaces the other. It kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I don't like that that no backstory. Yeah, I don't like that. That she didn't know anything, that she'd go in and have to research her own life. Wasn't it uncomfortable? Yeah, I I feel like there should have been a thing where she like- She had some memories. Had a rush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that all of a sudden she remembers everything and then she goes forward. I didn't like that she had to research everything and be like this moron. Yeah, that was stupid. It made me feel anxious. Did it push the plot somehow? Like to make that decision? I mean, I guess she had to figure things out. Of course you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed in a life that you're not living, that you like get plunked into some Mm -hmm. kind of somebody else's life. And then you're like, oh, 
well, this isn't what I thought. Well, you don't know their whole backstory. You don't know the love story of you and the husband and how you got there. Mm. You don't know your yeah. child's life. Yeah, totally. You know? like, like having to go to bed think. with a stranger and being I like, know. Hi. <laughs> Maybe with when talking about fantasy books or fiction, we have to treat it more like it's a movie. Like you have to have that suspended disbelief yes. more. Because totally. it's like, we're like really applying a lot of logic to something that we just have to like, pretend it's a movie enjoy yet it. yet no one just is questioning this yeah. library yeah maybe the point is that you're supposed to end up where you began though so if it was too easy maybe you wouldn't get as many lessons yeah are you saying we need to be thankful for our adverse experiences <laughs> well, you no should. No. Maybe, we should. maybe i am i don't know what i'm saying i don't know i feel like they did talk about that the most in that last life she had with ash where they did seem to talk more about where did the other nora go and when the nora came in how i think remember ash was saying something like she seemed a little bit different and that when she was leaving that life with ash and her daughter molly and the dog which i thought was interesting symbol and not the cat that they were saying that she was saying they're going to be okay and they're going to be taken care of. And then that's why she was okay to go. So they did sort of talk about that. I found the most, it still wasn't like a definitive explanation of where did this other, you know, Nora go into the ether, but they did mention that there's difference in terms of like personality as well. I have two questions. I like the idea that she's going around like fucking up all these other lives. <laughs> and like, and and like then, what if like one of those other Noras later on yeah. ends up in the library and their only one big regret is that thing that the other Nora fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> well, remember which when they I would that? think they That's did. That's way too matrixy. I can't even That's awesome. That. My brain doesn't, it's like, anyway. That's what do you think sequel. the dog over the cat symbolizes? Just more that maybe that life wasn't for her because the in the book it did seem like the cat was quite prominent in her life and mm. in her her desire for this happy version of a life you know and then all of a sudden she's in that version with ash and her daughter it, it seemed idyllic that she had the dog play-doh right so yeah. i think there was a, a node or a nod that it's not the right life for her that's okay. what i think can we I, should can i question. add a thing to yeah. kim's question uh, Yes. Can it be what would be your library? And also, if you could pick a channel of some kind of life that you could have lived, like in the best thing that you would think, like making a different decision, what you would pick. Hey, oh my gosh. No, okay, great. No, it's good. It'll be Is that too much. I just think it's good. Let's fun. go on an exploration. As long as nobody's like, I wish I had a different husband. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to go first? I feel like I need other people's answers before oh. I can get my juices okay flowing. I'll go because I think this can't have one great Number one yeah. mine would probably also be a library <laughs> I'm just it sounds not mm -hmm. creative at all or like an, a used bookstore or something mm. like I just I read a lot and I like to write as well so like I think that would be I could just see myself in the library but like spending the rest of eternity in a library sounds great <laughs> <laughs> you'd never um, pick a life I never just been to read all the lives. <laughs> and then sometimes, I don't know if I want to call this regret, but sometimes I wonder where my life would have gone if I had worked harder in school, spent more time studying and less time partying. You know, an engineer. Not what? just not just <laughs> how much harder like, could you she try? wants to be in NASA. <laughs> Like, right <laughs> and not just university but like high school didn't go to high school a lot you know I did well 
because I'm good at learning on my own. So I just like learn it and do the tests and stuff. What if I had tried to get the best marks I could? You know, and you had the best marks you could though. No, I didn't. Totally slacked off. What if I could get 100% in everything? Where would I've been? What kind of like scholarships would I've got? What school would I go to? What kind of career would I have? It'd be interesting to know if I decided to, to like try to tap my full potential, where I would end up. But I think okay. you'd end up. You know, like Nora was wanted to be, or she thought she wanted to be a glaciologist. Or is there an end job that you would have wanted to potentially attain in? Like, do you ever life? think about being a doctor? I want to do everything. No, no. Like, would you be able to cut people open? Yeah, oh yeah, I could do that, but I don't think I'd be interested in it. I could do that. That's only if I was going to be a serial killer. Yeah, I've been doing that in the in the woods <laughs> after the kids go to bed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go down this road. Virginia, so just so you know, my sister is a professional chemical engineer, so it's, it seems a bit... Yeah. What do you get your PhD in something? Is that what Maybe. Like, What are you missing? <laughs> I did read that. I was on the book interrupted website, which is fantastic. So for anyone listening to this podcast, go on that because it was some, it was interesting getting to know, having some backstory on the wonderful women. So I did, I did see that. So yeah. Okay. But yeah. You're like, you're already like way up here. So I don't know, like, like, I guess the NASA level is that. Yeah. Well, are you going to the moon? I had a high school English teacher who wanted me to go to university to be a writer. She wanted me to become like an author. And I was like, no, I'm going to engineering. But maybe I could have, I don't know. It's not really a regret. I think I could still write. I I'm feel like your author identity would have happened if you partied more. I don't think that you would have been encouraged to be creative and do something so irresponsible as go into writing if you were like getting hundreds since grade nine or whatever. I'm getting your message. You're saying that if I want to write a book, I got to start partying more again. Correct. Thanks, Tim. I think you need to increase your... And you'll have something to write about. (laughs) If you remember. You put all the micro doses (laughs) together, you could make one hell of a dose. (laughs) A macro dose, if you will. Uh, All right, who's next? Yeah, great. Right, let's go. Only because I'm full study mode right now, but I think that I guess my midnight library would probably be a wine cellar. (laughs) Oh, yes, totally. And you drink the stories? Oh, that'd be amazing. I get drunk while I'm like... Each one's a drunken... I want to go to your library. This life's amazing. (laughs) That would be fantastic. Amazing, yeah. You have a sip of wine and then you go into the life? Yeah. That'd be sweet. You'd be like, this one tastes... This is a 1980 vintage. The 1980. (laughs) What's your ultimate bridal of wine? Like, what would be like that? Oh my gosh, you can't ask me that. That's... I like everything. (laughs) Well, right now, because it's summer, I'm obsessed with Mosul Riesling. So German Riesling, dry Riesling, a little bit of residual sugar, beautiful outside on the patio. That kind of thing. Very summery. But yeah, for the summer. Oh, yeah. I could name every situation a different wine. So God, I want to drink I could tell you all about it. What I'm now in the yes. like brain mode of like I can tell you what vintages of what Barolos are good and what that's like so cool. and the producer Dude. that started the whole thing. Oh, just my brain is so full. We should do a wine pairings with Lindsay uh episode where each of us has like a meal that we were like, this is my meal. Yeah. And and then she like pairs a wine with it, but like, what would you pair with my pad thai? Yeah, for off the shelf. Yes. I could pair a wine with the books. Pair a wine with the I books. I should do a little thing about which do it. You should wine have with this the books. wine. You should do that. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. All right. Okay. I'll I'll try you to come up with one for the midnight library and or just for yes. the season. You know what I mean? Like maybe you could make a wine list for season one. 
and like a wine list for season two so you don't have to do it like every week but like there's a yeah that's awesome right yeah, yeah great. Okay. let's do that yeah. work on it after Super my exams cool. for sure can you fit pinot noir in there somewhere yeah i do love this pinot would be noir. a pinot noir for sure and i think it's, it's dark. an interesting grape midnight yeah. library midnight library yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the heartbreaker right isn't <laughs> term the heartbreaker wine yeah so yeah okay i'll fit it i love it for sure it's wonderful a pairing for each book that you guys do in Book Interrupted. You it's like, how do we not think of this sooner? Each book. Kelly, we have idea. to do a food with it. And you can be like, here's the menu for the Midnight Library. Yeah. Just so we can like yes. do the recipe or whatever. You do the <laughs> playlist, so right? Yeah, like yeah. the playlist. But, but oh here's your God. pairing of food and wine while you're, yeah. while you're reading this book. Great. The music for your mouth. And then what's your regret? regret? What's your yeah. undoing? Well, you all know I don't have really regrets but me I mean similar things to kind of what Mare said I always think it's like what if I'd become a doctor what if I'd become you know but then I also think what if I'd stuck with competitive swimming and been an Olympic you know just the same as what mm-hmm. Nora did and then I think oh well what if I'd become a famous movie star and stuck with acting when I was in high school or what if I'd written that book and done that so for me I can think of like 20 I wish I could just transport myself to all these lives and be like what would it be like you know but I he wouldn't be doing it because of regrets huh? yeah just, just curiosity yeah just curiosity mm. I, 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 done. Yeah. I love the idea I wish that we could just all live our lives like that like oh I feel like pretending like I'm famous movie star today and then you live it and you're like oh that was fun for a day and now I can go back to my normal life and I thought it was interesting in the book, the big regrets were bigger volumes too, right? So maybe for mm-hmm. you, it would be the swimming parts too would be the bigger volume, you know? So those are the ones you'd like bang yeah. off first, right? Like maybe. try out those lives first or something yeah. like that. The biggest yeah. bottle of wine. The biggest <laughs> yeah. bottle of wine. The magma. No, the Jeroboam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she brings Whole out the box off. of wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> box <laughs> of wine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling she's not. <laughs> no, not, not very right often. There's a straw in the uh, in the in the barrel. <laughs> oh Just yeah, in the whole barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It could be like a wine cellar with barrels and aging things and oh, so cool. Okay, yeah. who's next? Okay, who's next? Well, I can go next. Yes. Yeah, so it. I think mine would be a bakery. Because yeah, I knew it. I knew it. My first job was at a bakery, and I was super shy and. The woman who worked was a manager was kind of like the librarian for me, like trying to get me out of my shell. And then also I just love to bake. So I think we'd be bakery. And then I always wondered if I didn't quit ballet. Like I don't have a regret or anything. But when I was younger, I quit ballet. And I wonder if I just stuck with it, like if I would be a dancer. We should also add on who would be your librarian. The bakery lady. The bakery lady. Yeah, Margaret. Yes, but Meredith and Lindsay, who are your librarians? Or Mm -hmm. your, well, your librarian and your sommelier. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, Wendy. Does it have to be someone that you know? Or could it be like a famous, like a famous wine person? That was supposed to be someone who like represents like your inner kindness, right? Is this supposed to be somebody who... fair. But I, I really want this lady named Jancis Robinson to be my... She's a very famous uh, wine critic, so... I think that would be the coolest. I'd be fangirling. (laughs) Yeah, McGee. Okay, continue on. (laughs) I still can't think of one, but I'm going to say one I thought of that might be fun anyways. Mine would be a board game cafe. 
and so like you'd have to play different games I guess I'm not sure how it would work but that was something I thought of like that would be kind of cool and something I'd be curious about is similar to one of Lindsay's is if I was more serious about acting and theater or singing or whatever like pursued that properly instead of just as a hobby I think that my librarian or my board game cafe cashier (laughs) would be my grade 11 law teacher he was awesome and oh. I'd like him to riddle me. Oh. <laughs> what are your favorite board games? Like what? Uh, I don't even really like them. To? I don't even care. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a twist. Like, <laughs> I was not expecting that one at that all. Wow. Oh, maybe I should a change it to store. like an improv class and it's a different improv game because I love yeah. improv Ooh. games. Okay, that's better. Yeah. Okay, so anyone else? Kara, Leah? Yeah, Leah, you want to go first? I'll go, but mine's a bummer. Like last time when we started talking about regrets, mine makes, it's kind of sad. So whatever, I'll keep it short and sweet. Mine would be a bed. I love being in bed. I love sleeping. I like all of the things bed. So it'd be like, you know, when you go to a hotel and it's like the perfect crisp white sheets. Yeah. It just like feels so clean and almost smells like you can smell like the Clorox bleach they used on yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. And like big fluffy pillows and just the warmest, coziest place. And every time you go into new life, you go to sleep. Perfect. Mm. And then you just wake up. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, I love it. You're like the biggest bed and the tiniest bed. So yours would be like a hall of beds. You'd have to like try out a bunch of different beds, like the a Goldilocks, mm. <laughs> like a giant hotel. Yeah, every every room in the hotel and different rooms. Yeah, maybe it's just all the different. I do love going to hotels. That's yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yours would be a hotel for sure. Maybe. Each room would be like a different. And you'd be like, yeah. this bed room. is a water bed. I hate it yeah. or whatever. But you'd have oh, to yeah, and go to sleep bed. and experience your life. <laughs> oh yeah. And water your Mrs. Bed. M would be the concierge. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I was going to say my person would be Brutus the dog, who's hopefully not trapped in his own library because he's just Aww. the best sleeping aid on earth. He just puts you right out. He's like, yep, it's time to go back to bed. Let's go. <laughs> no riddling. Would he talk to you? Would he talk to you? Sure, yeah, he could talk to me. Sure. Great. Why not? Awesome. Great. Playing I love it. Why not? Well, that should be a movie. We're suspending our disbelief. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, you could talk. I don't want to go down the regret thing. It just gets too sad. Okay. Sure. You don't have to. A solid pass. Fine. Yeah. It's funny, my son, my older son today, they asked me if I had a superpower, what would it be? And it would be to sleep on command. Anytime. Eight hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. But I've also come off a couple nights of bad sleep. I'm like, I just want to sleep. So So I might be joining your library, your bed hotel, Leah. Come on down. Yeah. She's your concierge. We can make Surprise. this divorce official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we can co care and bow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll go. Um, I definitely know that my version of a library would be a record store. Ooh, yes. oh. Yeah. Like with some so- albums, you know, all in a row and you could kind of decide because I feel like music goes with different phases of your life oh, and nice. different situations in your life, right? Like when you feel sad and morose you know you put on different music or when you feel yeah. really happy you put on something Great else one. so yeah and my husband a few years ago got me a record player and um oh, it's been gosh. great there's something like really tactile with putting on the record and you almost hear like anyway it's been pretty great so I would make it a record store 100 percent a regret same kind of thing I don't know there isn't one but I know that 
in, you know, a million years ago, I was pretty good at a couple different sports. Well, trampoline was one of them. So that would have been cool to see where that ended up. Like if I didn't just quit it, just young and dumb and like, I'm just going to quit this now. So uh, that would have been cool, kind of cool. Cause then when I trained with her, she went to the Olympic. So like, that's always a bucket list of mine is to Ooh. go to the Olympics. So that would have been cool to actually be in Olympics, you know, to see how far you could have taken it. But what a fun sport. Yeah. And it was weird. Like it was kind of odd back then, right? Like it was, there wasn't a lot yeah. of, yeah, but it's not like it's, I'm not losing sleep over, over that one, but and <laughs> just jumping know. all the time. That's always keeping me up at night. Is thinking, oh, I was (laughs) jumping on the bed, (laughs) jumping and crying. You're in your backyard on a trampoline, and all your neighbors see is your like head popping off. What are you doing in there? Yeah. Uh, But I don't know who my librarian would be. That's the only thing I cannot. That's the hardest one. Yeah. Right. What about that Olympian woman that you trained with? Or your coach? Mm-hmm. She was the same no. age as you. Yeah. Oh, she was? Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can think about it for the fan episode. That's the hardest one, who the mm. librarian is. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Who do you trust to guide you? Yeah. Life. That's true, right? <gasps> I just thought of my guide. I just okay. thought of it. Ooh. Okay, let's hear it, Kara. What's yeah. your guide? Okay, so can I going? start with my guide? Start because with it literally just... Mm-hmm. I totally would want Clarissa Pincola Estes. For sure. <laughs> I absolutely. <laughs> you don't know her. Well, no. Does it have to be someone that we know? No, no, no. It doesn't. Just take it, it. Just take it. That was the first book we did on the podcast. Uh, okay. Kara read it twice. It's an author of the Women Who Runs With Wolves. Women book. Who Run With the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely want her to be my guide. Mm. Although I don't know if she would fit. So my library would be the stage, like the theater or the green room. You know, like mm. just before you go on and there would absolutely be a full assortment of makeup, different shoes, costumes. I would Maybe want different wardrobe. Oh, for sure. I would want the different scenes, like scenery and props all to be within that space. So it would just be like an imagination wet dream. It would be like every <laughs> option imaginable, whatever life you want to make for yourself, whatever person you want to become, you would have everything available for you. And maybe instead of books or like bottles of wine, it would be like scripts. That would be mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, perfect. Yep. So Clarissa would be there. I think that's my library. And then what other, am I missing any pieces? A regret? It doesn't have yeah, to be a regret, just another life mm, I want to yeah. try out. Yeah, I think I'm mostly like you, it's more of a curiosity. I wonder what would, although I do feel myself gravitating back towards the theater, like I know that it's a coming, I can feel it. I wonder what would have happened if I did things in the reverse order. If I had continued with the theater and gone that route, would the psychotherapy and teaching components have met me? Yeah. Cool. Now my like used bookstore is super lame, but I still love books. No, but that's why I wanted to go last too. Cause I was like, everybody else is going to make me think of other things. I was like, all of them are great. And then mine's like, hmm. you can have the board game cafe if you want. I do love board games. <laughs> 
You're like, I regret that you decision. Can, yeah. <laughs> you can invite me to that library. <laughs> That's the life I want to live. Maybe Mayor is like the board game cafe, but I still feel like, Kim, you're in a cafe-esque. Like, I see people, like, you know, reading the slow poems. Ooh, maybe my night. Kind of tarot cards. Do it. Yes. Ooh. Like, you have one of those, like, artisan yeah. cafes where there's, like, the different pop-up. You can buy these handmade bracelets. And then, like, this artist gets up on stage. That's not my midnight library. <laughs> so sorry. No, no, Kara. She said a tarot card reading. <laughs> it would be really funny too, because like my grade 11 law teacher is not, as far as I could tell, esoteric in any way. Like he's very you know, logical. I don't know about these cafes. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. How do I ethically feel about this? <laughs> yeah. He's giving you a tarot card reading? Yeah, he <laughs> You'd be like, I don't know what this means. What it's justice mean? again. <laughs> justice again. <laughs> justice again. <laughs> Every card is justice. <laughs> what can I say? Justice. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Meredith, maybe yours is like an amusement park like Canada's Wonderland. Ooh, and each you want a different ride. I want that one. Good It'd one, be hard Sarah. though, because you'd only want to go on the big ones. You're like, that ride. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, I hate the like, cups. lame. Oh. Spoken like a true amusement park. Sometimes person. you throw up. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna go to Canada's Wonderland this year. My brother and his and his girlfriend, and my husband and I, and we're gonna leave the kids behind. <gasps> oh, so then you're gonna do a true Canada's Wonderland. We're gonna trip. get the bracelets so we can pass the line. <gasps> VIP. We did it once for the family reunion. It was me and my husband and my brother. And we were like, okay, we're just going to go to Candace Wonderland quickly on the way to the family reunion. We got the bracelets. Quickly. We went, we got one open. Possible? We went on uh, the biggest one, the Leviathan. It was new. Like 15 times in a row. And found out that when you do that, it's like too much uh, adrenaline at once. And so we were going to go again. All of us were like, we're off the ride at this point. We're standing and we're so nauseous. We're like, I can't go on another ride. We got too excited. We wanted so many rides. So we're like, well, I guess we better leave now because everyone's going to throw up. And we had to drive to the family reunion. All of us were just like, in the car the whole way for the rest of the day. I didn't know you could do that to yourself. I didn't know that this was possible. Oh, yeah. And you could do it after three times on the Gravitron at the carnival. Oh, Gravitron, though. (laughs) You will definitely vomit. That's trap. Or the really? um, the mind That's buster. Do you guys love the mind well, buster? Yes, like the mind buster. In it. The mind buster, yeah. The Gravitron is not at Canada's Wonderland, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> those are every like, those... mall carnival yes. that is worth going at to. the X. Yeah. Anyway, I do not regret my time on Leviathan. It was still great. One wow. of the rides was in the rain that started raining and like, oh. man, that's painful. It's like stones hitting your face. <laughs> Do you want to hear this? No. This one time though, when I was at Canada's Wonderland, I was on a ride. I think, Kara, you're with me maybe. Anyway, we we're on that, it's called the Wild Beast, right? Or is it called the Wildebeest? Yeah, yeah. Beast? Wildebeest. I think Wildebeest, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was on that ride. I was in the front and oh, we yeah. hit a, a bird, a seagull or no. something. But it was so fast because we were going so fast, drive so fast that we didn't see us hit the bird. We just all of a sudden, an explosion of feathers were all over us. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh my God, oh, we're in the front. Bird. And then pe- even the people behind us didn't know. It was just us. And we were like covered in feathers and <laughs> very traumatic. Oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> bird. Awful. Oh. Anyway. Gross. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, 
please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Do you know you can also support us by wearing some of our kick-ass swag? Check it out at www.bookinterrupted.com shop. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. Did you read it? Did you read it? <laughs> yeah. read it? <laughs> I love mm. when chapters are short. Oh, unless you were the writer with some children. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd still be good. Right. That's right. Never screw up. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> always have like these great lessons to draw from the difference in the movie is that she can access all of her oh, yeah lot. i recommend it it was very entertaining yeah it's not my favorite quality but so much color it. around it yeah. it's unhealthy yeah. but it's podcast true. <laughs> book interrupted never forget every child matters